0: Here's a sobering stat for you. 75% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. 75%. Just 25% of all people make a budget and plan their finances. Now here's one other stat that we love. 59% of people say they are savers and watch carefully what they spend. This is a good indicator of basic financial knowledge. Today, Dave is going to talk about the subject of making a budget and why it's so important in helping you win with money.
1: Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level.
0: On today's episode, Dave is going to talk about making a budget, all things budgeting. Perhaps maybe your eyes are glazing over, but this is an important topic that everyone needs to know.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me on uh, the Save Like Dave podcast. And like Nate mentioned, we're going to talk about having a budget. And for some of you, that's just uh, you do it every month and you're good to go. But as the statistics tell us, there's about 75% of you out there that are not doing some kind of a budget. So what I'm going to do today is just going to do a little bit of an overview of what a budget is and what a budget would look like. And then you can modify it to what fits you best. And so you'll see in a minute what I'm talking about. I'll give you a, a couple of basic examples and then you can go from there. All right. Well, first of all, I want to say I was pleased and surprised to read that 59% of the people are savers. For years now, when I am speaking to someone about money, I have done a very informal survey, and I'll put that loosely, and I'll ask them if they are savers or spenders. What I have found is about half of the people are savers, and the other half, well, not so much. So it was encouraging to read that statistic that I was off a little bit. They said that 59% are savers. So that is a good number. But the next step, and that's why I'm talking today, is what do you do with that money, savers? Do you plan where that money's going to go? Or does it just go and you worry about next month? So that's what a budget is going to do to help you. And the other thing that Nate mentioned was that 75% live paycheck to paycheck. And for those folks in that situation, and obviously from that statistic, most of you are really struggling with your finances. And my hope and my goal is that you do have an interest in fixing that. And that's why you're listening to my podcast.
0: Yeah, those two statements almost sound paradoxical in a way where you have uh, 59% of people are savers, but 75% are living paycheck to paycheck. So almost makes me wonder, are they saving enough? Or why is it that over half the population are savers, but yet still are living paycheck to paycheck? Either they're not making enough or they're not saving enough. <laughs>
1: That's a good question. And you know, just looking at that, because I, I pulled that information directly off the internet, Maybe a lot of people are thinking they're savers, but in real life, they're not. Because how can you have 59% saving, but 75% just can't seem to get ahead, basically? Yeah. So all that said, let's jump into budgeting a little bit more. Honestly, if you can grab this principle today, and the main thing is to apply it, you are going to win with money. I'm telling you, this is one of the key things to win with money. It's the same thing, the same you would apply if you were trying to figure out what you want to do with your life. You know, there's a lot of people that say, you know, I want to be a a doctor, a rocket scientist, a policeman, a teacher, and they go to college and they get the degree and they end up not doing that. Well, maybe one of the reasons was they didn't write it down. They didn't plan. They didn't have a plan to succeed in that area. And study after study has shown that the people that write it down physically, not just put it in their head, like I want to be a a doctor, I want to be a policeman when I grow up, so to speak, but the ones that write it down and maybe even post it on their refrigerator, their corkboard or whatever it is, the ones that do that are more successful, much more successful in reaching that goal or whatever it is. So, Today I want to share some really good reasons to have a budget and hopefully by the end of our time today, you will be on board with me and decide once and for all to begin a budget. If you do, I promise you will win with money. Budgeting is a tool to allow you to control your finances. It will allow you to make it through the month, every month, and not be on pins and needles every time with a budget, you will run out of month before you run out of money. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. So essentially the budget plans for every little expense. Mm -hmm. And so the month's going to end before you run out of money.
1: Right. And you know, from that statistic of the 75% of people living paycheck to paycheck, most of you are not budgeting. And if you do this budget and you're going to see in a minute, we're going to put some things in there to help you get ahead financially so that you won't be living month to month. And I will tell you from my experience, and you could ask anybody that has succeeded financially, your whole life changes when you're not sweating every month. Like, where am I gonna get the money to pay for the rent? Or I don't have enough money to pay for food or gas. I mean, those are just basic things. And I know everybody's circumstance is different. You know, some of you make a ton of money, some not so much. But the point is, it's almost irrelevant. I mean, not completely, but almost irrelevant. The most important thing you can do is plan where your money goes, and that's through budgeting. You can do that. A budget is simply a process to assign your earnings. That is usually your paycheck in most cases, and you apply that to a specific monthly expense. Now, if you do this at the beginning of the month, before you even get your check, I like to say you decide where your money goes that month and not the money deciding for you. So the first thing you do is sit down and write out all your basic monthly expenses. These would be your rent or mortgage. It'd be all your utilities, like your electric bill, your internet, your gas bill, if you have one, your phone, your clothing expenses, loans to like your college debt, Or maybe it's just a simple thing as your groceries, something that everybody has to have on their budget every single month. Then add in things like how much to set aside for vacations or your next car or dining out. And don't forget to put money aside into a separate savings account, a percent for your emergency fund and a percent for future investments. Now, I can hear some of you saying already, Just hearing Dave share all these expenses freaks me out. I never seem to have enough money to cover those things. Well, frankly, that is the point, right? The idea of a budget is to show you where your money's going and you're in control of your money. A budget will do that for you. But if you don't have a budget, I'm telling you, your life is in chaos. And for that 75%, that's the deal with most of you. You're just spending on your credit card, usually on whatever you need to get without any thought on controlling certain areas of where your money goes. By making a budget, you will have a clear view of your income and expenses. It's like a monthly report card from your school days, except this is real life and you're in full control of giving yourself a grade. First off, if you take the time to look up budgeting online, you will see there are a ton of ideas. One example is the 50-15-5 rule. Another is called the 50-20-30 rule. Well, I have one too, and I call it my 10-10-10 rule. I'll explain more about that in a minute, but let me share with you just this first one as an example, the 50-15-5 rule. The 50-15-5 rule is pretty simple and according to Fidelity, this works well to help you with your current expenses and also plan for your retirement. This budget says to have 50% of your expenses for housing, groceries, not including eating out, care, transportation, childcare, and debt payments. The 15% part is what you should save for retirement And the 5% is for the short-term savings to be used for emergencies. And those are all good. And honestly, it's pretty much what I do, but it's just a different way of looking at it. The main point, though, is that you set up little envelopes, so to speak, little categories of where you're gonna put your money each month and use that to stay within your budget. Now, of that 50, 15, and five, if you add that up, It comes out to 70%. So what's the final 30% used for? Well, with this fidelity plan, that final 30% you can use for whatever you want. It could be for your Littles College Education Fund if you have children, an annual vacation, or maybe something crazy like your birdhouse collection. You get the idea, right? They're giving you some flexibility. They're giving you a chance to relax a little bit, And that 30% is for more stuff that you don't have to have, but probably a good idea. And you can, uh, you know, put that 30% towards that, okay? All right, so I've spoken a little bit about my process in an earlier podcast, the way that I do my budgeting, and I try to keep it as simple as possible. And what I call it, and this is in an earlier podcast, like I mentioned, but what I call it is save 10%, invest 10%, give 10%, and live off the rest. The main difference on mine compared to, say, that other one or two is I always do these first three at the beginning of the month. I never go less on those. I'm paying myself first is the idea. I will mention also the 10% giving may be to your church. However, if you're not connected that way, you could give it to an organization that is important to you. I'd even say if you are short on money, you could devote that amount, that say 10%, to a cause that you feel strongly about with your time. Time is money, right? So again, 10% of, you know, your time, you know, you pick the time, how much it is. You know how much your hourly wage is. And if you gave 10% of your monthly check as time, you know, maybe you worked at the boys or girls club. Maybe you helped out some environmental cause or something like that. That would be a good use of giving. And I'm telling you, when you get in the habit of doing that, it changes your perspective on life. It changes how you think about others and in a good way. Now, with that 70%, I break down my expenses similar to what I just shared in the 50-15-5 budget. You know, you have money set aside for groceries and for clothing and utilities and so on and so forth. Now, everyone's needs are different, of course and the percentages for those different things are gonna vary from person to person. But the main point is you set up and work the percentages or dollar amounts until you get the one that works for you. For example, if you have children, a good-sized line item in your budget will go towards that. Likewise, if you don't have kids, maybe a stronger or bigger portion of your discretionary money goes to retirement or paying off debt or a grand vacation. Got it?
0: Yeah, I really like how you have on there a couple different ideas and ways of breaking it out and also making room for flexibility. Right. Because we know every person listening to this podcast is different from the other person listening to it, and they all make a different amount Right. and have different life situations, whether it be kids or near retirement or not near retirement. But the important thing is you have some sort of plan in place and you're intentional. 100%.
1: You're intentional. That's right on, Nate. And again, I'm, I'm saying you can be flexible with how you do your percentages, just like Nate said, because everybody's in different situations. And uh, just another example, if you're just getting started and that's the person I'm trying to connect with mostly, obviously your pace not as high as it will be as you get older. And so maybe you really do have to buckle down and you have to be, that discretionary money has to be much tighter than when you're 40 and 50 and 60 years old, for example. And if you're 30, you're not gonna be saving, say, 30% of your money towards retirement for most people. That's just not possible. But I will tell you, when you're 50 and 60 years old, depending on your circumstances, again, you may need or may want to really pack on that extra money for retirement. And so you adjust that budget to fit that particular issue you're trying to do. All right, one last thought before I finish, and that is something so old-fashioned you might think it's silly. However, you would be wrong. Some of you may have heard of an envelope system. Nate, have you ever heard of one?
0: I have, only because I followed uh, Dave Ramsey. Okay.
1: All right. That's right. He talks about that. Well, how it works is that you set up a bunch of paper envelopes and label them like I spoke with you earlier. I mean, physical, like business type envelopes. One would be for groceries, one would be for your vacation, and so on and so forth. Same as if you did it electronically, but it's a physical envelope. And you would tweak it just as you would the others. But the difference is you put actual money into the envelope. And when it's gone, it's gone until the end of the month. Now, just like every other one, and a good example right now would be, let's just say you had, uh, I don't know what the number is, but let's say 20% that you put aside every month for food. All right. And because inflation's going crazy right now, thank you, government, maybe you have to tweak that up to 22 or 25%. Okay. Or if you had another expense, like you're saving like crazy for your children's college, and guess what? You're now old enough where your children are both out of college. Well, you would actually eliminate that one, or you could gradually reduce that to a smaller percentage. So you can see how you're going to adjust those amounts from month to month. But what it does, again, it allows you to control where your money goes every month. You have to adjust that specific envelope differently next month. And then the next month after that, you have to do the same until you get pretty close to a stable monthly amount. And just like I mentioned, maybe the grocery number changes and maybe the clothing allowance changes, but it's up to you. And that's kind of the fun to do it. And you're going to win with money by doing it that way. Now, some of you are thinking that this is so outdated to have an envelope system, but I'm here to tell you it is not. I have a very successful family member who does this exact process, and they have been extremely successful in winning with money. And best of all, because they know physically where the money is, they don't stress every month, wondering how they are going to get the money for X, Y, or Z. It's in the envelope. So, did I surprise you with the idea of creating a very low-tech envelope system? Would you consider it yourself? If you give it a try, would you do me a favor and drop me a note? I'd be curious to hear what you think of it. Or maybe you already do it. Tell me. I'd like to hear it. I'd love to hear comments from you and tell me how you budget. And if you do this, specifically that envelope process, I'd be very interested to hear what you think of it. And I'll share that on a future podcast. All right. By creating a budget, you will finally get control of where all your money goes every month and you will be on your way to winning with money.
0: Yeah, I really like the envelope system and I think that's something everyone should at least try once. Personally, I, I do use a credit card. I know you do as well. Right. But especially when you're first starting out or if you're really struggling paycheck to paycheck at first, it's a great idea to have that envelope system and know exactly how much you're spending every month and you truly can't spend more than what's in the envelopes.
1: That's right. And that successful family member that I'm talking about they do use a credit card, but it's only on very rare occasions. Uh, you know, like say when you go rent a car, well, it's almost impossible to rent a car if you don't have a credit card. So they'll use it for that. But the main point is you're basically all cash every day, every month, and you're going to be surprised at how it'll change the way you think about money. So for let's give an example. Let's say you had, I don't know, $150 in your account for your clothing for the month. And you saw a winter jacket that was really high end. It was $250. Well, you only have $150 in there. And you know what? You're not going to buy that $250 jacket. You're going to think about it until next month. And maybe if you really want it next month, if you are real careful with that money, and now you have another 150 the next month, now you have $300 in your budget. And if you want to blow it on that fancy jacket, you could do that. But it really does help you to be hyper-focused on where your money goes.
0: Exactly. All right, well, let's get to the three points that we want to emphasize.
1: All right. By making a budget, this will give you peace of mind over your finances. It will also create financial security in your life. And if you're one of those people that needs that financial security, they feel more comfortable knowing where their money's going, this is for you. The second thing I want to emphasize is now all of these budgeting tools are to help you master your money. If you will take some time studying this concept, you will find ones that's best for you. There is one out there for you. You can tweak it to suit your needs. And thirdly, I've mentioned Fidelity as a budgeting tool today, and I want to encourage you to do some research and find the best one for you. There are many out there. Just Google it. And I'll tell you one other one that is good, and that's Dave Ramsey's. It can be found on his Ramsey's Solution website. Lastly, what I try to do every podcast is have a little subject called Take Action. Now, honestly, I've just broken the ice on this discussion of having a budget. And as Nate and I started these podcasts about a year ago, we've tried to limit our discussion to between 14 and 20 minutes. We know you're busy and we want to make sure that you can get the information, but uh, not bog you down with those 60-minute podcasts. However, if you want to really become good at this, you're going to take a little more time on your own to master it. I've given the basic idea on how you could set it up and what it could look like for you. What I ask you to do this week is to carve out a couple hours and do some research on what is best for you and begin the process to make a budget. This budget will allow you to have a place for where every dollar of your money goes. This simple tool will transform how you win with money.
0: All right, that wraps up today's episode. It was a little longer, but there was a lot of meat to it on the next episode, Dave is going to cover a subject that I'm guessing most have thought about before, and that is when their proverbial ship comes in. Just like other excuses for not saving for retirement, this next one might be the most enticing. It's the idea of getting a big inheritance so they put off saving for their own retirement. Well, truth be told, for most, that's not going to happen. Come listen to what Dave has found out about the myth of that big windfall that's coming their way. Dave's gonna finish with a scripture for today.
1: Well, thanks, Nate. And this scripture really is uh, relevant to what we're talking about today. It's talking about planning and uh, like budgeting is planning, right? The scripture is Luke 14. It's from the New Testament and it's verses 28 through 30. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? If you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish.